How to Dream Up Great Ideas A Tudorama Workshop on Everyday Creativity In this podcast, I'm inviting listeners to take part in a thought experiment. It's designed particularly for an audio to show how a process leak can lead to everyday creativity and how one took place recently. I hope it's of use to help your personal creativity, but it can also be of value for creativity trainers wanting to use audio in their workshops or tutorials. I'm addressing you as a specific individual listening to the audio, either alone or within a group. In either case, you might want to take notes as you listen. I'll indicate the points at which note-taking will be particularly valuable. For this, I'm going to use my kitchen egg timer, which has been set for about the time it takes Usain Bolt to run 100 metres. First, when I use the term everyday creativity, I'm referring to the process which takes place in all walks of life, every day, through our lived experience. I'm going to illustrate my general approach for stimulating creativity through a specific example which took place recently. The example took place during a casual discussion and not as part of a meeting specifically arranged to create new ideas or solve problems. I'll be going into these more structured methods for stimulating creativity and problem solving in later podcasts. Picture the scene. A social tennis game in which we usually play for an hour twice a week. Recently, a game was played with three participants because Gail had become stuck in a motorway snarl-up and abandoned her journey. As a result, we played a version of two versus one, which is halfway between singles and doubles. This substitute for the intended game is better than no game at all, but not much. Now, to explain what happened next, I'd like you to play a thought game. Imagine you had been one of the three players. You've just finished the rather unsatisfactory two versus one game. You've just seen a text from Gail explaining what her problem had been. You should also know that Gail is fantastically reliable. This is the first time she's missed an agreed game over quite a few years. I want you to imagine you're part of the group and what you might have been feeling and thinking at the time. Here are a few snippets of our conversation at the time. That explains it. At least Gail has not had an accident. The traffic is getting worse. You should have started earlier. The 1v2 version is not much fun, is it? We need a better backup. It would have been better if we'd started with five players with one dropping out. Maybe your thoughts chimed with ours to some degree. We were expressing how we felt and moving towards what I'd considered to be examples of everyday creativity. But what happened next was more unexpected. One of the group picked up on a general dissatisfaction with the outcome of Gail's absence, saying, It's a pity 1v2 is not very enjoyable. Which leads to my second thought game for you. Can you see how the last comment could be a starting point for further everyday creativity ideas? Of course, there's no correct answer. For me, it's signalling a trigger for new ideas. Why? 
because it shows a dissatisfaction and a starting point for thinking about what to do about it. At this stage, in more structured ideas meeting, a facilitator leader would write it down, maybe on a whiteboard. A favoured way is an action statement or how to do something. In this case, the how to for me would be something like how to make a game of tennis with three people more interesting. Now, if this was a case study tutorial, I would expect a discussion about a few points which would get in the way of the main story. So I would ask the tutorial group to stay with my main storyline for now. The same applies to you, the listener to this podcast. So, back to the thought exercise. In the discussion, general chatting was going on between sips of coffee. Some were about other matters of interest to those present around the table. I was being sensitised to think about ideas suggested by the how-to, and had fallen silent as several ideas came into my mind. Did the how-to start turning your thoughts towards ideas for dealing with the post-challenge? Maybe not, in which case I have to resort to the old teacher's trick of saying, well, the reports often act as a trigger for new ideas, and in the case we are studying it did for me, as I'm about to tell you. But please don't start assessing my or your ideas too quickly. I want them to be there to illustrate the general process, rather than make claims about the value of a particular idea. As I mentioned in an earlier podcast, an old rule of idea searching is to stay loose till rigour counts. Back again to the meeting at the tennis club, I now had the start of an idea I wanted to share. I offer it up for discussion. I've thought of an idea for making three-person tennis more interesting. As I said it, I was offering more general ideas. The idea came to me at the gym, where you've got people cycling away. That's pretty boring. But someone had the bright idea of making it more interesting. So now for another thought experiment. Maybe you are adding to my idea with your own thoughts. In more structured meetings, you've found a yes and. Again, this is a process of idea building. In the group, there were a few comments about the electronic cycling system. Collectively, we knew a bit about a competitive electronic bike system. I struggled to share several ideas which were jostling for recognition in my mind. This postponed judgment principle needs some caution in offering half-formed ideas for wider comment. Here's the idea, I say. Like the bike, it's how to make gym cycling more interesting. I want an electronic system. Silence. No one agreed or disagreed. Any such comments could have been incorporated to make a shared understanding of the developed idea. Perhaps I should have spent more time before going public with my idea. Anyway, and where I am, or where I was, the next add-on to the idea was to use mobile phones for a solution. We'd been trying to connect with Gail. Usually, players have their phones at courtside, I have noticed. One group of medical professionals keep them in active mode, enabling them to dash off to an emergency. Or so they claim anyway. We could use mobile phones for a solution, I said. Still no yes-anding coming back. Maybe you can as well. It's time for another thought experiment. If you had been there, part of the group at the time, what contribution would you now make to the discussion? These thought experiments are intended to show the processes which produce new ideas in everyday circumstances. 
I've found that when a team or group is involved, there is rarely immediate acclaim of one idea over the others. When this does happen, we have the famous Eureka moment of discovery. When it happens instantly to a group, it's in the nature of a flash of insight or revelation, as in the story of the Emperor's new clothes. But more often, what happens is the act of personal insight, the conviction that you have a better idea over other thoughts you have had, and indeed over other thoughts other people may have had. Mostly, I prefer the idea I have come up with, and the same feeling holds for other people as well. In the first instance, the reaction to an idea is more emotional and a personal one, rather than a scientific or rational analysis. That will come later, and particularly when the idea is moving towards the real world, requiring investment of time and effort. I want to make the point that I haven't chosen this example to show how creative I am or how clever my ideas are. This is everyday creativity, remember. There was something special for me at the time in the ideas. Not special enough to share, but enough for me to discuss one of them later, the mobile phone intervention, in an interview with another podcaster. And I've come up with a name for it, which I have to check to see if it's already in use. Maybe you feel the same about your favourite idea. I wonder what you've learned about the process of idea generation through listening to this podcast. That depends, of course, on your own prior experience, which brings us to one last exercise. In this podcast, I've tried to explain with examples how everyday creativity can take place, how promising idea search can start with a how-to how to make three-person tennis more interesting, how a yes and can add to an idea, how to make all tennis games more interesting, how personal ownership of an idea is a signal of possible personal commitment rather than something special to others. Yes and, why not try out the process the next time you're in discussion at home or at work?